podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Good evening and welcome again to the LFC Day Trippers. I'm never off your fucking screen at this stage. Uh, this is the Friday forecast with thanks to Colossus Bets. And this week we have nine Premier League fixtures that we're going to look through. Six of them in some sort of detail, three of them very, very quickly. And then we're going to be putting up a syndicate on Colossus Bets tomorrow. And you, the people that are viewing this, are going to make the choices. Not me, not Joe. Not Kieran, not Paul, not anyone to do with the LFC Day Trippers. It's going to be you. So when it fails, you know I'm coming for you. Um, as always with the with the Friday forecast, we will look into these games. We'll get predictions. We will get the lads to give us three scores over the weekend at the end of the show. I'm going to tell you a brilliant story about Joe um, thinking he looked like uh, Edison Cavani, which is absolutely outstanding work um, by Shane Davern of this parish. Um, but first of all, let me introduce the people that are here. Joe from All Leeds TV, everybody. It's Joe's show at this stage. Just, yeah, yeah. I turn up and host Joe's show. Um, that's how it works. Uh, Paul Nolan, of course, is backwards. He wasn't feeling the best choice of the week but he's back and um, a debut on the show tonight for Kieran from at Rivalry Aside TV Kieran I'm going to start with you you're very very welcome how are you I'm great feeling yeah. good not good. nervous so okay. yeah hopefully it's a good show thanks for having me no problem at all do you want to tell the people who you support I am an Arsenal fan Okay, I'm proud. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm proud of it, and a little bit on the up, despite not scoring the other night against Palace. But listen, they're they're on a bit of a run, and we will get to them later on. Um, as I said, lads, we're going to get straight into it, and we're going to start with the first game I've picked out from this weekend, and it is, of course, um, Leicester versus Southampton. Now, Leicester are still up there, there about Southampton are doing very well as as well. And Joe, I'm going to come to you first. All these feel like huge games, Joe. You know, they all feel like huge games because everybody up there in the top six, seven are dropping points and probably bar Manchester United and City are on a bit of a roll. They're all dropping points and they're all giving each other a chance. This is a huge game for both sides, isn't it? Because Leicester again can push themselves up again. So they have to get themselves right into the, into the conversation again as well. Leicester at home. I don't think they've been great at home this season, Joe. So Hampton have been a bit hit and miss at times, but they can turn up at any stage. What way do you see this going? Um, yeah, I've just been chatting with a with a Leicester fan, uh, to be fair, over on uh, over on my channel, and they're pretty confident for this game. Um, I think who was it you were talking to? 
locks from Leicester City fan TV. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're they're pretty confident for this game. I mean, and uh, listen, it always gets brought up, but um, it made a good comment in saying like when they beat them nine nil, the, the the difference in the sides isn't that great. They're still the same side, so you can, you know Leicester should have too much for Southampton to be fair, as good as Southampton have been um, this season. Um, so yeah, I I do fancy Leicester in this one. Although I heard something earlier as well, I was listening to a podcast. Apparently, Southampton's record at the King Power is actually pretty good. Um, so, like Chris says, there you know might could go down the middle. But like like you said, there no Ings is a big shout. Obviously, Jamie Vardy he's on fire. Anyway, we were chatting about that thirty four. Yeah, I mean. He, d- he just doesn't seem to be waning yet, does he? It's crazy just how long this man's going on to think he's 34-year-old and he's still smashing it and he's still got that extra yard of pace. He doesn't seem to have lost any, which normally at that age they do. So, yeah, I, th- I think Leicester alleged this one, mate. And um, I think, as I say, inevitably, Southampton might fall away. I still think they'll finish decent. I just think they'll fall away. Whereas Leicester, to be fair, have been pretty consistent in and around the area they've been all season. Do you know what I mean? The teams at the top have switched round. Uh, Tottenham were top, you were top, now they're top, that team across the Pennines. But, um, you know, Leicester have been pretty consistent in and around the area. And, uh, yeah, I fancy Leicester to take this one. If you look at Leicester, they're fourth in the league. If they win, if they win this, um, they'll go to thirty-five points. It'd be a point out Manchester United, and if Liverpool beat Manchester United, you know they're, they're they're well in it. They're like literally a point off the top. Now I know City have games in hand, but you know Leicester, um, it's it's one of those like uh, Craig Lowe says, um, was it Craig Lowe? Yeah, he says it's the new year, Gav. Will Brendan implode again? Of course he will. Of course he will. That's what he does. Um, I'm waiting for him to win the league now, and then people absolutely hammer me for it, and I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for it to happen. But for me, you're right on Vardy. He just keeps going and going. But I think they've, they've tailored the game a little bit to him now. He doesn't seem to be, he doesn't seem to walk. He seems to just flow and flow and flow and then just does it in bursts now. And then he's 34. I don't care how many Red Bulls and Blue Wicked you have before you want the pitch. It's going to take an effect on you at some stage. Paul, um, you look at this one. Danny Ings, um, according to Chris, won't play tomorrow. Um, that's a big blow for them because I think when Ings plays, he gives them that level of threat that, that makes that makes teams think. Whereas I think if he doesn't play, teams feel a bit more confident and, and go out and try to dominate Southampton. Is this like Le- Southampton win at Leicester last season after being beaten nine 0 at home with them? They win at Leicester last season. They take more points than Leicester after that nine 0 game. Believe it or not, well, it's not hard to believe because nineteen points in twenty three games, Brendan Rodgers. Um, but when you look at this one, is this one where? If Leicester want to stay up there, these are the games you have to win. In all fairness to Southampton, they are the games you have to win, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And for me, as 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 was put on the screen before, I think the home form is a real concern. And you know, Vardy's been doing great, but the vast majority of his goals have either come from penalties or they've come away from home. So there is a bit of a question mark around Vardy when he's playing at home. Now, when it comes to Southampton, I think Ings is a huge miss for them, not only because of the goal threat that he carries, but also because of the fact that he's one of those players that makes the players in and around them play better. He brings other players into the game. Che Adams, who you would look to if Ings is absent, is one of the main beneficiaries of having a partnership with Ings. So it's kind of... You're missing more than one player in a way because 
Che Adams hasn't quite done it when Ings is not in the team. I think as well, it depends on how Southampton want to play it as well, because if they do play that really high risk, really high line, you have got, again, even though Vardy's home form is, is under question, you are vulnerable to the counter-attack. Another aspect to come into this, because like I'm, I've mentioned this before, but I'm, I'm really into like FPL. So I, I look at this as like a double game week. Basically, there's two fixtures for most teams this week. So one of the things that you might see that might give Southampton a bit of an edge is the fact that they only play once in this game week, but Leicester are actually playing twice. They've got Chelsea in the week. So, I think you might get a little bit of squad rotation as well on Leicester's side of things as well, where they may feel like they might be able to get away with a bit of rotation against Southampton in order to rest players or to give them fewer minutes because they've got one eye on what is potentially still a very big game against Chelsea in the week. Because again, I think that game only comes like three or so days afterwards. So it's a bit of a hectic schedule where that's concerned. So it's a really, really tight game and there's a lot of variables and a lot of factors. So it makes it quite close to call. Well, if you look at, like I said, Leicester are fourth in the league. They're six points clear of Chelsea. If they go and beat Southampton tomorrow, Chelsea's a huge game for them because Chelsea will be a marker that they nearly set themselves by. I think Chelsea are, are at the start of the season, I don't care what Frank Lampard spent. He's Frank Lampard. I'm, I'm sure Joe will agree with me. Um, fourth place, I think, is Chelsea's level for me. So I think if Leicester can look and go, we're six points or nine points clear of them. With so many, will, will, will it be? It'll be half the season, won't it? Um, they'd fancy themselves, and and I think that I think you're right. Chelsea is an absolutely massive game. Kieran, um, look, before I get on to you, Dan Bailey says um, from a reliable source close to Tillman's, it seems like him, Pereira, and indeed he aren't convinced of the long term project at Leicester. Slightly off topic. Well, I'm not surprised. Um, but a part, they were part of the long term uh, project last season when they decided to stop playing football from the 26th of December <laughs> onwards and they took us they, they, like COVID COVID went on a break in March these fuckers took a break in December they had nine months <laughs> off they had nine months <laughs> off these fuckers they all got um, flops at Christmas didn't they ah unbelievable unfucking believable but Kieran, looking at this one before I get predictions off you saw when you look at this you know Southampton as an Arsenal fan, I suppose, pertaining from an Arsenal uh, point of view, if you look at Southampton and where they are, and then you look at Leicester where they are, as an Arsenal fan, do you look and go, "We these are two clubs we need to target, we need to keep a track on, because Southampton are overperforming for me, and Leicester, I think, are overperforming. If if they if they stay where they are, is, is it something that Arsenal can target, or could they just get too far away from Arsenal? Uh, yeah, we are obviously looking at them. Uh, I agree. Southampton are definitely overperforming. They're in a bit of trouble right now. Ings, COVID. Adams hasn't scored in, what, 10 games. Their best defender, Vestergaard, is out for a little while. Um, Leicester, I'm not too sure. I think they have a good squad overall. I think they have a great manager. Obviously, I'm not sure how you guys all feel about him. You know, the Rodgers and Liverpool, what have you. I think he's doing a good job. I think you can't argue that. They're in the top. They're They're right up there. But yeah, I think... Short term, we have to be looking at them for sure. Yeah, I think you do. I think I think there's, there's certain clubs uh, the way they're overperforming or underperforming that teams can take a mark off. You know, Leicester can take a mark off Chelsea and look at it as a mini league between both of them and and say to themselves six points clear. Can we make it nine? Can we make it even more than that? We don't know if Chelsea will win their game. And um, the other game, um, 
over this period, like Paul says, and you, you open up a gap and you'd still think Chelsea will really push for fourth. Leicester could find themselves right right up there. Um, my opinion on Brendan Rodgers, we're not going to go into because we'd be here till half 11 and we won't, we won't then, <laughs> we won't, we won't review another game. Um, lads, I'm going to get predictions off you for this one and Joe, I'll come back and start with you. Uh, 2-1 to Leicester. Okay. Kieran, go on, you can go next. Uh, 2-0 Leicester, Jamie Vardy on the double. Okay. Paul, what are you having? I'm going to go for 2-1 Leicester as well. Okay. I can tell you this is part of our syndicate for this week. Um, and the, we've picked three possible results in this. 2-1 to Leicester, 2-1 to West Ham, or a 2-2 or higher score draw. Um, Chris Brack has... 2-1 to West Ham. Hmm? 2-1 to West Ham. So did I say West Ham? Sorry, 2-1 <laughs> to Southampton. <laughs> yeah. um, That'd be a sorry. sorry, it was all the talk of Brendan Rodgers. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it was definitely 2-1 to um, the other lads that are playing Leicester. West, West Ham. Um, no, I'm only messing. It was, um, of course, Southampton. And we have a 2-2 draw as well. But that is part of the syndicate. If you go into the link, uh, into the description for this show, you will find the link straight to that syndicate. If you go on to Colossus Bets and you want to sign up, it takes five or six minutes. It's the standard book makers sign up and then um, you can get in there search for lsd day trippers see our syndicate for this weekend and you can join in i think the total syndicate is about 65 pounds but you can put in whatever you want you can put in one percent of that two percent of that wherever it might be just to keep a bit of interest but there will be a second syndicate as i said and the viewers are going to pick that as we go along um just a couple of people picked out chris brackles one one kevin sullivan two nil nageb says two two Dan Jay says 3-0 to Leicester. 2-1 to uh, Leicester from Dan Bailey. A one-all draw from Craig. And Red Steve has 2-0 to Leicester. Um, let me see. On to the next one. I want a quick, quick uh, prediction on this one. And Paul, I'll come to you first. Wolves v West Brom. Wolves win. And I think it's going to be a clean sheet for them as well. I think it's going to be 2-0. Okay. Uh, Joe? I'll go 3-0. Three. Three Wolves. Sam Allardyce rocking the gaff. Uh, Kieran, uh, I think one nil Wolves. One nil Wolves. Okay, so it's a clean sweep for Wolves there. In fairness to them, and um, no better, no nicer person to happen to than of course Sam Allardyce. Mm. Moving on, Sheffield United v Spurs. Sheffield United, of course, got their first win during the week, didn't they, against Newcastle? Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Big time. <laughs> in a one 0 win, and it came through, Joe. You kept predicting. You predicted. You predicted for the last seventeen weeks <laughs> that Sheffield know, United yeah. win, and. Um, I think it's the only time I didn't ask you for a prediction on the Sheffield yeah. United game and they won, which is amazing. So if I was you, I'd put them down for a loss this week, Joe, and maybe they can pick up three more points. Um, but look, Sheffield United do pick up their first win of the season. It is against Newcastle. It didn't surprise me, really. I don't... Like, Liverpool drew away in Newcastle and how they drew was beyond me, you know. Um, couple of bad decisions in front of goal, couple of good chances missed, a couple of bad refereeing decisions, in my opinion. But Newcastle just... They always seem to do is just float through a season and then might have a good four or five weeks and then they're safe and then they just go back to being Newcastle. Um, but it's, it's a bit of a weird one. Kieran, I'm going to come to you first because like, you're an Arsenal fan and I'm sure you love talking about sports. So, this is one, you know, sports, bit of chink of life for them there as well with Liverpool out of form a little bit. It's bunching up a little bit. They, you know, they do have a draw the other night at home as well. Um what way? What way do you? See? They have to react here. I don't care if Sheffield United won um, during the week. Spurs need a reaction here, don't they? Oh, hundred percent. They keep they keep getting a goal. They keep sitting back, and then they keep conceding few one ones. Uh, it's just I don't know if it's Jose or if it's the players, but they've got the quality there. I hate to say it, but they've got the quality to be competing. 
Um, but yeah, I, th I think they do need to massively bounce back. And there's no better team to, to play right now than bottom of the table, Sheffield. I think that the win that they had was massive fluke. Um, so I'd be happy to play them every week. Yeah, I think, uh, like Sheffield United, you know, like, is it one win? In 17 yeah. games, yeah. is that right? Five points or something, yeah. Five points and you're nearly at the halfway yeah. stage. Like, they are in serious yeah. danger. Um, if it, like, All it'll take is a heavy defeat somewhere or two heavy defeats and they'll just capitulate. And I think Derby's record is 11 points over the season and, and that could be in trouble. That could be genuinely in trouble if Sheffield United go another five or six without a win. It, it could absolutely be in trouble. Um, Paul, Spurs, Kieran's right. They do get goals and then they sit. And sit and sit and and their quality sh to me, uh, I think I think sports quality is sit by all means get a goal but don't sit then, then mm. go out and stamp your authority because of the quality of player you have. But like Kieran says, I don't know if it's the manager or if it's the players. I do. It's the manager, isn't it, Paul? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's full on shit house, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's classic park the bus. You know, arsehole football, basically. You know, what I mean, that's what they're about. And again, if you not not to get into Man United stuff too early, but you see Rashford's comments today about you know penalties and all that stuff under Mourinho. Like, you know what you're gonna get. I mean, in saying that though, uh, you know, I do think Spurs will win this quite handily because I do think Sheffield United, with the way they play, I do think they try and play football, and Spurs always do well against teams that try and play football. Uh, especially with, you know, again, we mentioned Southampton's high line and with Sheffield United's overlapping centre-backs and the lack of fear factor at Bramall Lane as well. Let's, let's be honest, like last year when that stadium was rocking, it was quite a difficult place to go. You know, Liverpool got away with a, a very cheeky 1-0 win thanks to a, you know, a rare error from Dean Henderson on the, on the day. But, you know, again, like not to, um, you know, overly reference Fantasy League. Again, these are two, two teams that are only playing once in this game week. So Spurs will be particularly desperate for a result. I think they get, they've just got way, way, way too much quality. So I can only see one winner. Yeah. Joe, um, when you look at this one, like rivalry aside TV, um, they're just gang. They're just ganging up on us now. They're putting fellas on our shows, and then they're lashing in comments. Um, they're just ganging up like. Um, How dare they? <laughs> I don't mind. You can comment all. We don't care. Um, relying heavily on Kane and Son, and that's something that's been. And you know, it's something that we've said all season. Yeah. <sighs> I, I get it when it works, Joe. I get it when it mm -hmm. works, but sometimes teams will just be able to. No matter how good Son and Kane are. Teams will start to cop them and start to nullify space that someone wants to move into. They will, they will, they will put their centre back up against Kane and they'll put their defensive midfielder up against them as well and mm. try absolutely suffocate him. Um, but, but I don't, I genuinely don't think Sheffield United are that sort of side. I think, I think they've gone from being well drilled to being probably well drilled, but just not having the energy to do it. I fancy sports heavily here. Yeah. See, I always give them a chance. See, really here we sorry. go. Here we go. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've given you every opportunity to back down, Joe, and you refuse to. I do. Listen, I'm, apologies for the notifications as well. I don't mm. know how to mute them on my laptop, and people are hammering me in the comments, so my bad. Yeah. Um, I need to chat with Paul as well, because I'm crap. Uh, 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 fantasy manager, so I need to have some time with him to to help me pick up some <laughs> points because I'm I'm gash at it. Um, well, mate, of ours in, in their WhatsApp group turned around and said, "Lads, I haven't checked in a while." He still had Virgil Van Dijk in his side. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
You think you, you no, think you're I'm bad? Not yeah, I yeah. Still have Tarek you, you, you need you need a word with Paul. I think Airmate needs a word with the Samaritans at this stage. Like the team is that bad. Oh, God, I'll be on. starting an FPL podcast on here before long. Yeah, do yeah. it, man. Do it. I'll I'll sign up. Um, I feel a bit so- sorry for Sheffield United because after getting the two wins, obviously in the FA Cup and against Newcastle, they've then got Man United, Man City, West Brom, and Chelsea. Whereas if they'd have had say. West Brom and some more teams, they could have maybe gained a little bit of momentum because the thing is about Sheffield United, as poor as they are, if you look at it and you think, right, okay, they're going to break Derby's record, etc. They're actually in games and that's yeah. the tough thing for them, you know, like Derby were getting spanked week in, week out. Oh, they were horrendous. Yeah, they... I mean, they, I think the marquee signing was like Robbie Savage and that one. <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they're still in games, Sheffield United. I do feel a bit sorry for them. Um, the way Tottenham play, like you said, they go in front and then he shuts up shop, you know. Um, if they're leading at half-time, he gets them in and then he's like, right, back you go. They didn't do that against us, unfortunately. They didn't do it till they got to three up. But um, look, Sheffield United, maybe they do get a big... Con- some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Confidence boost for this and where Tottenham are. Um... I don't know. I still, I still think there's a fight in the old dog yet, and I'm gonna go for a draw. One, one, one's a piece. Oh, I'd say, man, <laughs> yeah. if, if Wilder's watching this, he's gone fucking mad now. Yes, this fella keeps giving the points every week, and they keep getting beat. We, we, we kept them off the show during the week, and they were Grant. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, like Yorkshire rivalry. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to be friends with them, and he's literally having them relegated. It's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> But lads, I get some predictions for this one. Kieran, I'll come to you first. Uh, 2-0 Spurs. Okay. Uh, Paul? 3-0 Spurs. Okay. And Joe? One's a piece. One's a piece. Okay. It is in Air Syndicate this week. Um, we haven't given Sheffield United much hope. We've gone for a 2-0 <laughs> or a 3-1 win for Spurs in that one. Um, moving on, Fulham v Chelsea. I only put Chelsea in, right? And this is the truth. I only put Chelsea in because Joe's on, right? And the reason is, is that I couldn't... I, if, if you told me not to talk about Chelsea at the end of the season, I would have no issue. But every yeah. time I say to Joe, are you free on Friday? He goes, yeah. It's immediately, I check the Chelsea um, the Chelsea <laughs> fixture to try to find a reason to, to, to talk about them. And and, um, you know, it's, I always leave Joe to last on Chelsea because he has a rant about Lampard and I like it. So, <laughs> Kieran, I'm going to come to you first. Another London, it's another two London clubs and, yeah. and Fulham, Fulham get that draw away at Sports you know, you know, like you said, Spurs go ahead, Fulham. Fulham are showing a little bit of life here, aren't they? Fulham, yeah, you said Spurs, but I think you mean Fulham. Uh, Sorry, Fulham, yeah. what is wrong with me? Yeah. Second show of the day. Same for me. Oh, oh mate. I don't know. They got a point earlier. against Spurs, though, didn't they? They got a point got, against yeah, Spurs. Yeah, they, yeah. they got a point against Spurs, but Fulham, they, they genuinely are. They're, they're showing a bit of life. Yeah, they've had about four or five draws in the last six games. So, Scotty's got them playing. And we spoke about this game on our show earlier. And I said, I have a little feeling about Spurs in this... Uh, uh, See, now I'm doing it. Yeah, now you're doing it. <laughs> now I'm doing it. Wasn't I, have down, no. yeah, oh, <laughs> I have a good feeling about Fulham at home in the essentially the Fulham derby. 
Um, I was going to say a one-all draw, but then I got peer pressured by Avi into saying, oh, it's going to be 2-1 Fulham. So, who knows? Lookman. I, I, well, I've got a lot of faith in Lookman, so. Uh, is this yeah. Avi Hansher? That's, that's, um, yeah. I'll have a word with him. Don't let him do that sort of stuff to you. Um, <laughs> if you're watching Avi, if you don't open your mouth again to hear on about his prediction, um, it's none of your business. Um, I hope that clears it up. Avi knows I'm only messing anyway, for fuck's sake. Um, Paul, when you look at this one, oh, I'm going to be honest with you. Like Liverpool play United this weekend. City are starting to motor a little bit. Leicester look like they have a favourable um, game in there as well. Chelsea could be caught adrift if they don't start picking up the pace. Am I right or wrong? Mm, absolutely. And, you know, it shows that just because you go and spank loads of money against the wall and go and get all these glamour players in doesn't necessarily mean it's all going to work and it's all going to gel. I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. When all those players came in to Chelsea at the beginning of the season, I laughed long and hard as everyone was like, oh my God, they're going to challenge, they're going to be right up there. And it's like, it's the most, if you look at that squad on paper, it's the most unbalanced squad in the whole league. Like, what, what? Mr. Uh, what Francois, as we call him in our WhatsApp group, has done has effectively gone and just bought tons of players who were exactly like him. And then obviously you've got his boys who he's loyal to, even though he's throwing Tamori under the bus and getting him out on loan. You know, it, it's just it's a bit of a shambles for me there. But I will say that I do expect them to win this game because Reese James is fit again, and I actually think he's incredibly important to them. Not in so much of what he offers because he's still a very young player, and obviously he's got great delivery from set pieces and corners and free kicks. But it's the fact that he balances the team out a lot better. Like the Chelsea formation does look a lot more balanced with him in it. So. I do expect Chelsea to get a result here, but Fulham do look very dangerous. I do like their forward options. I do like Bobby Reed. I do like uh, Luckman. Uh, Ongisa has looked really good in recent games as well, and he's absolutely desperate to get a goal. So I think this is this has got goals in it. I really do think it's got goals in it. I think it could be one of those, you know, dark horse, really exciting games that you don't think about. So I think this could be either a Chelsea win or a high scoring draw. Okay. Uh, Jacob Zimmerman says, I just came in and once again, you're talking about anything but not about the Liverpool match. Jacob, let me tell you how this show works, right? <laughs> it's the Friday forecast. And Jacob knows this. He's winding me up. I know he is. It's like the fella that told me last week that Paul Pescozilito's face is on the, on the, on the quarter in Canada, the quarter coin in Canada. And I got real excited. But this is how it works. We have all the fixtures for the Premier League. We talk about them. We have got an Arsenal fan. We've got a Leeds fan and we've Liverpool fans here. So we leave those three clubs till the end. We get these, um, these Egypts out of the way, um, all these other clubs, and then we go into the last three, if that's okay with you. Um, but I, I think you're right, but th- the one thing I will say to Paul is that I watched Fulham earlier on the season, and right up until they played Liverpool, in my opinion, they were way too naive in the way they were trying to play. Mm. They were trying to play across the back, they were trying, all sorts of stuff that was going on, they were getting picked off all over the place. I watched them at home to Everton. I think they get beaten 3-2 in the end, but Everton could have been out of sight. Every time Everton looked like even attempting to go and get the ball off Fulham, they, they could have scored. It was ridiculous. The change in them has been, they're, they're being a little bit more direct, they're being a little bit more safe with the ball, but they're pressing way higher up the pitch and they're trying to protect that 
that defence by literally going and saying, listen, we just put pressure on the other side rather than giving them space and putting pressure on us. And I think that's helped them. Now, they have got five draws in the last five, but in fairness, that's five points in five games. Before that, it was, you know, one point in five games. So they're on the right, they're on the right trajectory. Joe, um, I'm going to cheer you up before I tell the story about the Ellis and Cavani stuff. Um, right. In the chat, Joe, I've seen Tommy Tuchel mentioned. I've seen Nagelsmann mentioned. I've seen the guy that turns up at Chelsea every couple of years hitting, um, when, when they need a manager. Um, I've seen Avram Grant. So the talk is, is that, listen, Frank, Book up your ideas, ARL. I think you'd be sorry. I think, I think, I, I think you'd be sorry to see him go because I think that's a massive outlet during these difficult times for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I can't wait to just say I told you so. I've been on so many and people talk so much tribe. How he, like, there was, a, there was a period of time where I was wo- worried that, that he was going to get hyped into an England job at some point during his career. You know what I, I mean? Love that. He's that much of the media's darling, he's Frank Lampard. But it's just not going right for him, is it? Um, and him and Jordi Morris are both yeah, inept for me. Um, and he's been found wanting, like, like Paul Setman, he's spending all that money. Um, you For me, you've got to be in a title race. I don't care. People will say, no, nah, it's too soon, they need time, etc. But Abramovich will be expecting a title race. They're in ninth. They're in ninth. He's got the worst points per game record of any Chelsea manager under does a talk, Does talk of him, does talk of him spend a lot more money in the summer? They've yeah, been linked well, with some huge names I, in the summer. I, I don't think he'll be getting it. I don't think he'll be getting it. I don't think he'll be in a job. I mean, Avram Grant apparently was, was going to come into the coaching staff. He's come out and said that's not true, but there's no smoke without firing. It would be... It'd be beautiful to see old Avram just walk in and manage them till end of season, till they go and, and get someone there. Someone of note. People are talking about all Werner scored against Morecambe. I mean, Havertz got a hat-trick against Barnsley and he was the best thing since sliced bread and then he's gone missing. You know, he's gone missing. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. And look, Fulham's turnaround. Let's not forget, Paddy Power paid out all bets after three games yeah. that Fulham were going to get relegated. So I, I, I think Scott Parker's done a fantastic job. Fair play to him. Um, and I think they might they might do it. Um, yeah. But uh, go on, Gav, go on. I know, no. well, Jacob Zimmerman comes back and says, I was one to meet and now a mistake, have you roasted me? I'm only messing with you, Jacob. Um, <laughs> you do this to me every week. I was just, I just thought I'd reply this time. Spores 18 just says, give a gigsy. Um, yeah, so I, I just, I really like that one as well. So um, fair play to Spores 18. Oh. He does mention the unbeaten record has to end at Liverpool at some point. We will get to that later. Um, mm. I promise, because if I don't, Jacob will be um, filing legal papers against me. Um, <clears throat> but the, the, the thing for me is, on, on on Lampard and Chelsea they had a transfer ban right and I think they what they done was they went on a PR exercise and they said what we do is we bring still in still signed players though yeah no I know, that, I know I know I know this I know this right but I think I think that forward planning and I think Frank Lampard is not part of that plan but no. after a decent season last season they said can we fuck him out no probably not and I don't know if them signings are his because and I'll tell you why no if, if if Frank Lampard signs them, genuinely goes and signs them players in the summer, right? You're looking at Ziyech, you're looking at Werner, you're looking at Kai Havertz, you're looking at the Thiago Silva centre-half, you're looking at Ben Chilwell, who's an attacking, looks to be an attacking fullback. There's probably one or two more there that I've forgotten. And for me, that's a side that they're going to go out and say, listen, we have Kante, we have Thiago Silva, we have Kovacic, we have... Um, 
the the fella that skips and runs and does all sorts when he's taking penalties. <laughs> his name's going to be head. Uh, Jorginho, Napoli, right? That's it, right Jorginho. But but we have a Reese James. We have players there that can be a solid, solid base. The, the, the goalkeeper issue was a farce, right? And mm-hmm. how it went on for so long was was unbelievable to me. But to me, that looks like we're going to be solid enough, but we have so much attacking talent that we're going to overwhelm teams. And the big thing for me with Lampard is, regardless of who we signed, he has absolutely and utterly bottled every big game he's come to this season mm-hmm. for one reason and one reason only. Right, he has not been in any way shown at one molecule of bravery. At home to Liverpool, he... The, I'll tell you what to do. Go back and watch Liverpool tip off the ball against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge at the start of the season. Liverpool, who always play the ball back, the centre-back gets it and he puts it over in diagonally into the corner, right? Chelsea, when the ball is tipped off, Timo Werner, who's the fourth player forward, runs back towards his own goal, right? At home in a Premier League game, he runs back towards his own goal, right? They have, they do nothing against Liverpool. They go away to, to, to United and they're awful. They're home to Spurs. They don't create. They, they, they haven't got, they, they're absolutely swept aside by City. They have no bravery in them. He, and I think it's a mixture of two things. One, he's not very good. And two, mm. the, the, the players that he has, he doesn't know what to do with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you Frank Lampard is more suited to young players or run yeah. of the mill players or, you know, a bit of, a bit of, uh, jack of all trades sorts of players and he gets, he, he gets a tune out of them. But this yeah. much talent, I don't think, I don't think he has the capacity to go and do what, what Chelsea fans and fans of all over the, over the country expect him to do. And ultimately yeah. he will not be the Chelsea manager for very long. And on that as well, you know, just on the signings, I was on 90 Minute the other week and a Chelsea fan had said, like, apparently, and I didn't realise this at the time, but he's really big on Declan Rice and the club ain't. And there Mm. seems to be a little bit of standoff there. Frank really wants Rice and the club ain't that. So you bang on the money there that some of these signings that were brought in probably were nothing to do with Frank. Do you know what I mean? Which which is always a recipe for disaster. Anyway, I think personally needs to be signed off by director of football and the manager to say, yeah, let's do this. Do you know what I mean? But if you, if you, but if you look, if you look at the style of player that they've signed. I think it does have a Tuchel or a Nagelsmann written all over. Mm. You know, a top-heavy mm. side that look to be fairly solid at the back, but they're going to try to play quick, quick attacking football and overwhelm teams. And you can do that in the Premier League. You can be absolutely flat-track bully and, and just take that, that games against the top six and see how you fare. But, but Lampard's shown, shown nothing of that. And I, I just hope he get. I just... I. For, I, ho- I hope he goes because I'm sick of the media narrative around him but I yeah. hope he stays because I, I absolutely adore the fact that you hate him that much and we get to talk about it every week that's being perfectly honest um, where's he going to rock up though that's the thing isn't it? I Lampard just he's going to have to go to Brighton or something when Potter gets the sack which yeah. will just be beautiful man now go back to the championship he's a championship yeah. level manager let's be honest yeah like. but the thing is he's, he's, re- he's, he's, he's managed in the Premier League for two years now Like, and, and the ego of Frank Lampard yeah. and, and, and the media telling La- Frank Lampard what he is will will nearly insist on the fact that he'd have to have a Premier League job. Yeah, you know, what and I mean? that that's, rant, that's what that rant to Anfield where he was telling Klopp uh, to stop horrible. giving it the big one when we were getting the trophy at the end of the game mm. was just hilarious because it was like, yeah. hang on a minute, mate. And I loved Klopp's reaction to him that night because he was like, oh, bless him. He's got a lot to learn, hasn't he, our Frankie? Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He's so tactically inept. It's just unbelievable. Do you mm. know what I mean? It's like watching them. Um, I don't know whether you've seen what's going on at Juve with Pirlo. Like, Pirlo didn't even, like, coach one of his kids' games before he got given the Juve job. And he started off with formations and Frank's doing the same. It's like, mate, it's not FIFA. 
Yeah. You can't play with like six attacking midfielders and expect to win a game here. Mm. And like you mentioned it before, Gav, about the fact that, you know, against Man City, he decides that then that's the moment you're going to play football against the one team you don't play football against and they get hammered. Yeah, but that's, it's, but that's it's just but that's, unbelievable. But, that, but that's not a tactical thing. That's an ego thing. Yeah. That's an ego thing. And, and, and the whole thing about Lampard or Anfield last season was Chelsea were getting spanked around the place. Right, make no bones about it. Liverpool were all over Chelsea that night, mm. and Lampard just couldn't hack this, mm. and decided to turn and have a go at Klopp. Now you're right, Klopp handled them very well, but that's an ego thing where he went, "Oh, I'll show Pep. I'm as good as Pep. Well, let me show you how it's done." And City went, "Really? Okay, great." Um, and we'll take the three points and we'll be on our way. And and that's what's going to happen a lot to Chelsea because he doesn't know what to do with them players, and he hasn't got. I don't care how good a player he was, and I don't care if he listened in class every day. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the tactical nose. He does not have the tactical nose to go and win not only not only big games but mediocre games. It wasn't long ago Chelsea hadn't beaten a team in the top ten. You know what you I mean? You see how worried he was. So the fact that he's played such a strong lineup against Morecambe, I think the best thing for me was he's called out and hung his players out to dry against Arsenal. Then the next game against City, he's like, yeah, but they've got Kevin De Bruyne and they've got Sterling and they're so good. And it was like, oh, give over, man, will you? Like you said, who gives a shit? But Chelsea, were for what they have in their squad, were set up, could have been set up very well to A, deal with City and B, threaten them. Because they have got Werner who's lighting them fast. You've got Havertz who's really, really good. He, he could have, he could have literally went for a really solid back four. He could have put Kante and Kovacic in there and went, listen, you's going nowhere. Go absolutely fucking nowhere. And we're going to put two lads out. Well, you see, I would have put Werner right up top and, and try to exploit pace. And I would have put two lads working hard either side of him. And in a 4-2-3-1 and be really solid and say to ourselves, listen, the two wide lads and Werner especially, balls over the top, we're going to try to hit City. They've done none of that. They came out and just went, let's just tip and tap around him, let City take the ball off as a score. It was horrendous to watch. And that's all down to Frank Lampard. Um, Chris Brack says, I'd love uh, Chelsea to get Tommy Tuchel. If you think Joe's rants on Lampard's are good, wait until the Gav starts on Tuchel. I fucking can't stand Tommy Tuchel. I despise the man. Um, and I've never even seen him talk and that's been honest with you. I've never seen the man talk. I've only seen him on sidelines, and I fucking hate. Um, so <laughs> it's 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 just one of those I fucking despise him. Um, he's a little prickiest. Um, <laughs> where am I going here? Um, oh yeah, we better do some predictions. Kieran, give us a prediction. Uh, like I said, two one Fulham. Okay, nice one, uh, Paul. I'm gonna go two two actually. Okay, Ooh. nice one, Joe. One apiece. I think one apiece. One apiece. Okay, no worries. Um, I'm going. I think Chelsea edge. I think Chelsea edge. I think there's been a lot of draws in Fulham, um, but I think Chelsea will just edge. Is uh, uh, Angie O'Chill says, "Why do you hate him? Don't even start me." Um, it's, do you know what it is about him? It's the way he carries himself. It's the way he carries himself. And he was the manager of Dortmund when we they came to Liverpool in 2016. Right, and he's obviously he's come in there. Klopp had left; he'd come in. Um, he's he's managing Dortmund. They're, they're winning in a Europa League game, but it was the way he was getting off the bench and he was trying to royal people. And he was giving and like he's going on, he's throwing these big, four, you know, big like upper cup punches and all. He's about fucking seven stone wet through. You know what I mean? I don't even know like what's going on with him. So from that day, I just didn't like him, and I never but will. Doesn't Klopp do the same on the sidelines? Yes, Klopp, Klopp reacts and Klopp gets thing. But if you watch Tommy Tuchel do it, he's nearly looking for the opposition to do it to him, and he's 
he's trying to be something he's not because you look at him and you're going, this, you don't come out with that shit. Do you know what I mean? You just don't. Yeah. Um, he is known as being a bit of an arsehole as well, to be honest. Well, like, it doesn't I mean, surprise me. I'm not going to yeah, say that surprises yeah, me. Yeah, um, Dan, Dortmund won't take him back and he's basically like shit out with everyone at PSG. And yeah. I think like his, his reputation's been damaged, to be honest with you, because I think he likes to play the politics inside of a club. Mm. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where he lands up, but I don't think he'll land up at Chelsea. Yeah, Dan Jay feels the same way as the way I do about Tuchel. He feels the same about Nagelsmann. Um, I don't know. I don't know, but uh, listen. Oh, God, Red Steve. He says, rumour has a Tuchel once drank Guinness out of a course like glass. I've done that <laughs> um, because of a lack of Guinness glasses. So, Red Steve, don't start me. All right? Um, now, Red Steve's a good laugh. He's always good laughing to chat with him. I just don't know Tommy Tuchel. You know what I mean? And I want to keep Frank Lampard because it annoys Joe, if that's okay. With everybody. <laughs> um, next one. Um, I want to move on to want to get um, a couple of quick predictions. Um, sorry, one quick prediction. Two, sorry. West Ham v Burnley. Joe, go. Nil, nil. Nil, nil. Jesus. It's going to be a terrible game, though. You must be some fun at parties, Joe. Um, <laughs> West Ham v Burnley, nil, nil. Paul? I'm going to go for a West Ham win. I'm going to go for a one, nil. Okay. And Kieran? Uh, two, nil, West Ham. Two in West Ham. In, in our syndicate, we have got three nil to West Ham, two one to West Ham, or two one to Burnley. Uh, the next one up, the next one up, the next one up. City v Palace, Joe. Quick one. Three nil City. Yeah, I think that's fair. Paul. I'm gonna go two nil City. Two nil City, and Kieran. Uh, one nil City. One nil City. They're struggling nervous. for goals. They're struggling for goals. Look at their last few games. Yeah, they haven't scored a hell of a lot of goals this season. Got, but um, got De Bruyne is a false nine, haven't they? So yeah, Palace, Palace can show up yeah. away from home the odd time though. You know, remember Andre Andros Tausend's goal um, oh. away at City that time? Oh. You remember? It was an absolute peach. Um, and then he started letting his hair grow all weird, and his, his career's <laughs> gone down downhill. Um, <clears throat> but it might be back to normal now. He might have got his hair cut, so he could he could score at the weekend. Uh, game number four in detail: Leeds v Brighton. Joe. Um, yes. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. I'm going to go first with you this week um, because I know you'd like talking about Leeds as a Leeds fan. Always, always. Where do you stand at the moment, Joe? Because it was shaky for a while. It's come back a little bit for you. You know, the FA Cup is a disaster. Well, I don't think it is a disaster, yeah. really. I think it's it's one of those. And and I think Bielsa and Leeds will kind of swat that away fairly handy. But you go up against Brighton at this weekend. And is it just a case now of well, there's no cups to play for? Let's just give it everything no. in the league. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still think, I still think we'll be. Ugh, I'm not going to say. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I still think we'll just slightly miss out on Europe. Uh, I do. Um, form will get better against top six sides um, over the course of the season. Uh, as for the Brighton game, I think we'll have too much for Brighton. Uh, the missing Lamptey, Welbeck, Willana, Connolly. Uh, I spoke to a Brighton fan midweek, and he said, "Like we we don't know from one game to the next what Potter's going to do. They haven't won in nine. Um, I found out earlier as well, they haven't won a Premier League game in January ever. 
Um, which, <laughs> by the way, that's amazing. By the way, yeah, exactly. But leads normally break these sort of hoodoos. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when I put it out on Twitter, everyone were like, "Oh no!" But yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think we'll have too much for them. I, I'm expecting a comfortable win. We're without Calvin Phillips, but we do have Laurenti back in, which means Ailing can go back at right back, uh, Dallas back at left back, and. Uh, no Alioski. I just think we'll be a little bit stronger defensively as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, and they can't score really bright and they don't, they don't score a lot. I know they played well midweek, but I think Leeds will, will have too much for them and we'll probably score early. And uh, I'm, I'm expecting like 3 0. Genuinely, I think we'll, we'll look, teams below us, we put five past Newcastle, five past West Brom. You know, yeah, we're not doing great against some of these top six counter-attacking sides, but against the teams in and around us and below us, we've we've had too much for, and I expect that to continue on Saturday. Yeah, um, Free World says he loves like watching Leeds. It's like a box of chocolates; you just don't know what you're going to get. I think they're great. Um, yeah. I think they can. I think. I think uh, this season. Leeds fans have a great time. I think if it continues, if this season was next season, I think the, the frustration would grow a little bit. Um, but at the moment, they're doing absolutely fine. Um, for me, uh, did Brighton play at City during the week though? Didn't he? Yeah, one only got beaten. Only got beaten. Sorry, one nil. Yeah, one yeah. nil. Um, and performed yeah. fairly well. Although City had a vast majority of the of the, um, of the ball. Kieran, when you look at Man City, um. When you when you look at Man, not Man City, when you look at Leeds, and you, you you kind you kind of when you when you look at Leeds and you and you you see where do you want to go this season, is it a case of somewhere between tenth and fourteenth, or is it like like Joe said, let's just see where it takes us because they've no they've no distractions now and they have a few players coming back like Joe said, where where as an Arsenal fan because we've all spoken about Leeds on this show loads but. Where do you see? What do you see for Leeds? Do you see them just saying, "Let's just give it everything, not just tread water"? Well, that seems what that, that's exactly what they're doing, um, and I think by doing that, that's probably where they will end up between that tenth and fourteenth. They're, they're obviously at the minute. I don't know what they, I think. What they've scored thirty three and conceded thirty or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, crazy yeah, amount massive. of goals both ways. Like, it's always so fun watching uh, this team. Like if you're trying to introduce someone to to football, you'd show them a Leeds game. Uh, which I love about them, uh, they just they just go for it, don't they? And they don't care if they concede three and score four. Uh, it's just it's good football, um, and it, it works usually against the lower sides. But then, like you say, against the bigger sides, sometimes you can get undone. But that's the risk, and that's that's just the way Bielsa likes to go for it. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a breath of fresh air in the Premier League that a lower team like that kind of goes for it. You see the likes of Sheffield, Brighton's, your Fulham's. They always kind of try and sit back, and if they can get one on the counter, great. If not, especially Burnley as well, they're horrible for that. Uh, they just kind of sit there and, you know. But, yeah, Leeds are the absolute opposite, so. Okay. Um, I think you're right. I think they are the opposite. They just they just do go for it. Paul, it, I think there's just, like, staying on Leeds, because Brighton have loads of injuries, so I'm trying to assess them as hard, and I fancy Leeds strongly at the weekend. But looking at Leeds, I think... You know, I think they can be a bit naive against the, the stronger sides. So I'm not. I, I'm. I'm hesitant to say bigger clubs because I think Leeds are probably bigger than some of the clubs that are up there. Um, all things being equal, but the stronger sides they seem to suffer because there's a little bit maybe naivety or maybe just it's a bit of ah, who cares? Let's go for it, and they get caught. I think with Leeds there is small adjustments that they could make in the next six, twelve, eighteen months 
that would see them still to the majority of the time playing the style of football that they like to play, but not conceding. 30 odd goals in 17 games mm. is that fair or do you think they, they need a, it, this is just the way this squad is and you need to revamp completely to, to, to change that do you know what no because I think Bielsa is a systems based manager so he knows how he wants to play and he'll go out and get the players to fulfil that style which mm. is what he's done in the last couple of seasons that's how he's and again with his coaching ability being so good he's taking players that out of the clubs wouldn't have fulfilled their potential and he's got the belief in them and they'll run through walls for him and it's phenomenal to watch. If I'm being completely honest with you, and, and you know, they, they, this is this is a big comparison to make. I'm not saying that they're going to go all the way the way we did, but they remind me of early Klopp Liverpool in a very, very specific way where a lot of the time they are quite naive and quite gung-ho a lot of the time they're running around like headless chickens and it's a million mile an hour and it's the yardage game of like, let's see if we can outrun the other team. And you, that can take you quite far and it'll win you games that you wouldn't normally win just on work rate alone. But as we found out, that has a shelf life and you have to be better at managing games. So I totally agree with you, Gav. I think they've got some tactical adjustments that they can make just the way we did, where it ended up with us being able to manage games a lot more effectively, manage energy levels across an entire season, and therefore you get better results having not worked as hard as you would do having played the previous style of play, which means you get the, you know, the most out of players. So I think you're totally right, and I think Leeds have a huge amount of potential. I actually think, and this is going to sound like a bit of a weird thing to say, but I think their big problem could be Bielsa himself. Because <gasps> Joe it's... is going to hunt you down. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, a, a, a dress will be supplied after the podcast. He's more than welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, and the reason why I say that is because he's the type of guy who will go down in flames in what he believes in, mm. and and that is admirable. But it's also not the most pragmatic thing. And one of the things, like Klopp, is very like that as well. You know. And he, he believes in what he believes in. But what Jürgen did with Liverpool is he made small tweaks to the style of play, obviously upgraded personnel where necessary, but there was a definite and distinct shift in how we played last season and the results were there for all to see. I'm not sure whether Bielsa's got that in him because he is so fervently, you know, a disciple of how he wants the game to be played that he would prefer to go down in flames to Crawley than change the way that leads play. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair point. Um, Joe looks very upset. Um, sorry, no, no, do, do, no, to be fair, right, like, there is there is a point. Like, Bielsa will not change his ethos no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, but what Bielsa and the club... And Rads and Orta and that have done, they're they're really building something at Leeds United. And Bielsa's not going to be here forever, mm. you know. We get maybe two seasons max out of him, and then someone else is going to have to come on. And um, and it'll be bit, very much built in that same mold, though. And you might find at that point that there might be a little bit of pragmatism. But under Bielsa, you're never going to get it. You are never mm. going to get it. But the way that we do progress under Bielsa is by personnel. Um, and let's be honest, I mean, look at Liverpool. They brought in Van Dijk and Alisson. It took them on to a next level. 
Um, and I'm not saying we're going to get players anywhere close to that level, but the way we progress in the short term under Bielsa is by improving the personnel we bring in. Look at Rafinha, paid 70 million for him coming, and he's lit it up. You know, Rodrigo maybe hasn't done as much, but he was much better than what we had previously. Um, centre backs, unfortunately, have been injured, but you know, we won't do out in January, I don't think. Um, we never have really under this regime, but I think in the summer we'll go again two, three players, four maybe. Then it takes us on another level, and the mistakes that we're making against top six sides become less and are cut out. And you know, we have more, I guess, players that can are aware and can sniff out danger, like someone like Liam Cooper. You know, he's come from League One, made his way up. Maybe he doesn't have the the mental quickness or uh, someone else we might be able to bring in in the future. It's just, yeah, I get what you're saying, though, about him changing because he won't. He's too long in the tooth to even consider that now anyway. If he was young, fair enough. But he never has changed and I don't think he ever will. Yeah, I don't think he will either. Um, Joe, I'm going to go back to you on this, Paul. Kieran, um, prediction on this one? Um. 3-2 3-2 to Leeds. Okay, lovely. They score a Loves. lot, they concede a lot, they're just mm-hmm. going to pip it. Nice one. Uh, Paul? I'm going to go 3-0 Leeds because Brighton can't hit the, you know, can't get a cow's arse with a banjo at the moment yeah. and their front line changes week to week, so I don't give them a chance in this one. Leeds all the way for me. Uh, Joe? I, I've said 3-0 all week as well, just due to their injuries and that as well, and exactly like Paul said, the cats got toffee, so, so I'm taking 3-0 all day. Okay, Tommy C says Leeds playing well enough to keep them in the league this season, and that is progress. It absolutely is. Um, I think Leeds just come a, with a little bit more um, expectancy and a little bit more pressure because they're Leeds United. You know, if they were Barnsley, people would be going, they're fucking excellent, aren't they? They're brilliant. Um, but it's Leeds, and they're a huge club. And, and I suppose, you, you, you know, you may not support Leeds, but a good Leeds in the league is something that you expect to see when they're there and you get that first year but I think over the next the next 18 months I think you will see them evolve a little bit and you know I, I think if you sign I think if they had Ben White um, like they tried to and I think if you probably had an experienced goalkeeper you could probably have five or six more points this season Well I was speaking to a Brighton fan you know and this is mad this is crazy because Ben White at Leeds United was the best defender we've had since Rio Ferdinand genuinely he was yeah. that good and then he's gone to Brighton. And I was speaking to a Brighton fan midweek. And there, he's now saying it's probably bad business that they didn't take the 30 in the summer. Uh, and they don't think he's all that. Um, but then again, this is the difference between the coaches, you see. Potter's playing him in yeah. midfield, playing him at right back. Like, he's gone from being, you know, even Liverpool were touted at maybe having a little sniff. He's still and now he, Yeah, he might be getting relegated, you know. So, mm. it, yeah, it just shows the, the importance of a coach, I guess. And I think he's still... If we're being honest, even the Brighton fan, he still wishes he was at Leeds. He wanted that move, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah unfortunately, it didn't happen. I don't think he'd be up running long um, for yeah. that, for a couple of reasons. Um, one being the reason you've just given me, and two is that I think the clubs will come back looking for him. Yeah. Um, Stefan Mack is trying to upset Joe. He says Leeds lose 4-3. Mate, yeah, he does so, it every week, this guy. I know, Stephon. yeah. I know, yeah. yeah. I, I see him in the comments is, and I'm like he's, that. He's completely and utterly mental. He's mental. He's he brilliant. hates me, man. He hates he's, me. He doesn't hate you. He just likes annoying people and he's really good at it. Um, maybe ask for his address, Joe, rather than yeah. mine, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he's going to... Or maybe Paul could give us both your his address. He's, he's yeah, both, we'll just he's around there. Um, <laughs> no, I, just want, I want Jacob Zimmerman to come over because he looks like the fourth member of Hanson in his uh, YouTube. Uh, Kevin Sullivan has 4-1 to Leeds Stephen Duffy 3-2 to Leeds Um, there's loads of stuff coming in there Um, 
What? 6-4. 6-4, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a typical um, Leeds result, though, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, anything could happen. And I think that they're great value. Um, they absolutely are great value. Uh, on to game number five. And it is, um, Kieran, you're up. Um, Arsenal v Newcastle. Um, this uh-huh. is, is not in our syndicate. I can't tell you that our Leeds results that we were going to pick, sorry, before we move on. Um, we're 3-1 to Leeds, a 1-all draw and 2-1 to Brighton. We always try to spread them out into, to try keep us in the game for as long as possible but I think 3-1 to Leeds is probably the most likely there um, Arsenal host Newcastle um, and I have to be honest with you Kieran I, I, I wouldn't watch this if you paid me um, <laughs> because one Steve Bruce two it's Newcastle and I just can't get my head around why Mikel Arteta is standing on the sideline constantly and just looking around him he just keeps looking at random stuff in the stadium it's like he's on a tour um, but um, Arsenal have picked up a little bit in fairness Kieran. Um, have they torn the corner oh, yeah. or is it just a good run of fixtures? What is it for you? No, I'd like to think we've turned a corner. We've actually started playing a number 10, an actual number 10 for the first time. Have a German fella there, he's good. Yeah, well, <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Same with you that. and Rogers. we'll be here all night. Yeah, okay, um, that's fair. We, we, we play a number 10 in Emil Smith Row, and no coincidence, we win four games in a row, unbeaten in five. I mean, the young boys are, have come out to play, haven't they? Maybe a little bit forceful through injuries and, and what have you. Uh, but Bakayo Saka looks like one of the, the best young players in the in the league this season. Um, I don't think anyone can agree. Martinelli's come back, which has been a huge boost for us. Um, there's still those little kind of shadows around Aubameyang. Obviously, everyone keeps talking about Ozil. But yeah, we, I'd like to think we've turned a corner. We're unbeaten well, in, f- in five games, so... I think you have turned a bit of a corner, and I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, and I'll put the question to you. You're saying because of injury, you've seen the likes of Smith-Rowe come in, Saka has been a bit more prominent, um, Tierney is very good. But I, I don't think... It, I, I think it's done him a favour. Rather than having to put yeah. those players in because of injury, yeah. I think it's done them a favour because, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I... I've no time for that Arsenal squad, all right, a lot of the minute, okay? And the reason I don't have a lot of time for that Arsenal squad, and I've spoken to Lee Gunner about this, and I counselled him for two hours on his channel. It was brilliant <laughs> one night. Um, but, but the reason I don't have time for them is because you will get teams that, oh, if they go behind, their heads go down. And you get teams like that because they're low in confidence, like Sheffield United or whoever's down there. The problem we have with Arsenal is when something goes against them, their head doesn't go down, they give up. They give up, they lose all sense of discipline, they lose all sense of direction, they forget who they play for. It's an institution they play for, it's Arsenal Football Club. This isn't some two-bit fucking team they're playing for. And I, I'm happy to see, Martinelli is a proper prospect, by the way, like proper prospect. But Martinelli, Smith-Rowe, Saka, um, Maitland-Niles should be getting more games. I don't know if he has in recent games, but he's really, really good. Tierney is really good. Centre-half-wise, they're just mental. Arsenal, the maddest club in the world, centre-half. Yeah. But, you know, Leno is starting to show a little bit of form. Bellerin is brutal. The quicker you get rid of him, the better. I think he's a bad oh, influence yeah. at the club at this stage. But they're starting to show, for me, Kieran, and I don't know if you agree, but they're starting to show some fight, some direction, and, and some positive reaction to adversity and I think that is a massive thing and I think if that doesn't show Arteta who was on the brink for me a couple of weeks ago if that doesn't show Arteta that the big names aren't always the best it's the fellas that want to actually learn from you and put the time in for you if that doesn't show him I don't think anything will 
Yeah, no, I've, I've been saying the same, that there's probably only five or six players in the first team at the moment who I would personally keep. I'd get rid of the rest and, and build around them. And those are the ones that play with passion and they, they fight for the, sh- the name on the front, not the name on the back. And they're Martinelli, Saka, uh, Tierney, Gabriel, the new centre-back, uh, and Leno and, and Party. But again, he hasn't really been played too much because of his injury. So he'll be like a new January signing as well. That's six players there. The rest of our first team are pretty, I would say, average players, quite toxic as well. Why we signed Willian, I don't know. Pepe is not suited to this league. Bellerin, like you said, toxic. Definitely lost a step. Uh, Shaka, oh, don't get me started. The amount of red cards he gets. He boos his own fans. And, oh, it's a joke. Joke, quite frankly. Um, so, so, yeah, 100%. I agree with everything you've just said there. Uh, but it does look like they've started to just kind of have a bit more fight in them. Uh, so long may that continue. But I, I still think Arteta has a long job left on his hands and it's only just started. And it, yes, he was on the brink, but I don't think he was ever going to get sacked because the owners have faith in him. Edu has faith in him. Uh, he just needs time and he needs more windows. So he had one... He's had one summer window, but it wasn't really a summer window. I'd like to call it a COVID window. Because yeah, no one but, really, apart from Chelsea, did major business. Mm. But you see, I think I think a, lower of, a lowering of expectations of Arsenal was kind of needed. Because I don't care who he walked yeah. under. He was never a manager. He was never a manager. He turned up on Arsenal right. to be a manager, and you could you could you could accuse him of, be, of it being a, a PR exercise, and you could you could probably could be a bit of truth in that. Um, he needs he definitely needs time, but. I think the biggest decision he might make now is does he stick with the likes of Smith, Rose, Saka and whatever or does he start get finding places for Aubameyang and no I'm not saying Aubameyang should be dropped but what I mean is finding places for Aubameyang for, for Lacazette first for Pepe and, and trying to get them back in the side at the expense of these younger players because these younger players are, are shown the more experienced players the way in my opinion Paul um, you look at Arsenal they're home to Newcastle Newcastle just bore they bore me. They really do. They, they just—they're not even a yo-yo club. They're not even someone that treads water. They just—they're just below the surface of the water with the hand out of the water, and they just manage to hang on. And it just goes on year after year. And I feel a bit sorry for them over Mike actually because Jesus, I wouldn't wish him on anyone. But like, and then you've Steve Bruce's manager, Paul. Like, there's, there's nothing going for them. Well, if you see what Steve Bruce was saying earlier today, I think things at Newcastle might be picking up. But for those watching outside of the club rather than inside of it and their fans, considering the fact that Steve Bruce did a hatchet job on his own players, which would have even made Jose Mourinho proud earlier today. So it's going to be very, very interesting because it looks like Steve Bruce is trying to impose a tactical system on the Newcastle players. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. They basically don't want to play. So, yeah, you can have that argument of your players for a club and a coach, and you need to be able to play the way the manager tells you and be capable of doing it. But the fact that there is vocal disagreement between playing staff and coaches between over formations and playing style and this kind of thing does not augur well at all. So I would not 
be surprised at all if Newcastle hit the skids in a very, very real way in the next few weeks. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it ends up with Steve Bruce uh, it costing him his job. Yeah, it's it's one of those. Like I, I spoke to a, a Newcastle fan before Liverpool played. Um, before they played, it was it was a Newcastle YouTube channel that I went on mm-hmm. to, and they were saying like Bruce when he's asked about tactics just seems to be, you know, staring into the abyss. He just what you know, he's he's like I'll just put the players in the pitch and we'll we'll find a way. Like it's it's absolutely mad for a guy that played under the likes of Alex Ferguson and stuff. You know, and he's a manager a long time. Surely you pick up something as you go along. You know, I play golf and I pick up stuff in golf as I go along. You know what I mean? It'd be like you be playing golf for 20 years and you handed me a different club and saying, can you hit that? Ah, no, no, sure. I don't even swing the thing. I just walk around that field for four hours. It's, it's, it's actually mad how Bruce is getting jobs. If, like, imagine interviewing him and going, what would your tactics be? And he's just staring at you. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not, he's, he's not really up on tactics. Doesn't he write books? He's mad. He's absolutely mad. He is. Um, doesn't he write detective books or something like that? Oh, they're the worst thing ever. I think I can't remember what podcast it was, but I think <laughs> it was, or is it on Talksport on Hawksby Jacobs, but... wasn't it? Where, where they read chapters of it out, oh, and well. it was the most toe-curlingly cringe-worthy thing you've ever heard in your life. Um, like Joe, should me and you get the Steve Bruce book, right, and go onto your channel and just read it out <laughs> over a few counts? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah, yeah. You see, Joe will do that. He do that. Um, he absolutely do that. Um, but it's 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 a bit it's a bit of a mad one. I Newcastle for me is just. I think it's a perfect game. I think it's a perfect game for these youngsters at Arsenal to show their hunger and show what they're about because Newcastle are set up to be gotta. They really, really are. Um, Paul, go on, go for um, go for a prediction. A prediction. I think it's going to be a comfortable Arsenal win. I'm going to go for three one. Okay. Um, Joe? 2-0 Arsenal. Kieran. Yeah, I agree with Joe. 2-0 Arsenal. Okay, I think um, I think Arsenal will 4 or 5 past this at the weekend. I genuinely think so. I think I would love be, that. Yeah, I know you would. Um, <laughs> um, and Arteta could be just staring at anything in the ground and he might probably miss half the goals and all. He's mad. Watch him. Watch him on the sideline. He's, he's looking at nothing. He just keeps looking around. It's great. It's amazing. Um let me see. Um, somebody says, can you do it in Geordie accents? We could have a go. Um, Edward, De- Edward Denham says, Gav, have you discussed the comments from a certain ex-referee? Oh, um, mm. no, oh. I'm not discussing. I'm not discussing him. Um, not a chance. Not a chance. Um, last game. Uh, Liverpool v Manchester United. Jacob, wake up. Wake up, Jacob. Um, right. Joe. Um mm. This is usually where you tell me, oh, Liverpool and... and nah, I'm not against Jesus, See, I really, I really want you to say to me, oh, I'm not too sure about Liverpool because then I know we're winning. And yeah, now yeah. I have a feeling you're going to back Liverpool and then it worries me. But mm. going into this one, Joel, there's been a lot made, you know, about Liverpool's problem at the back with centre-half, who's going to play. It looks like Matt might make it. Mm. Um, I think a bigger issue for Liverpool at the moment is just the way they're being a little bit predictable in attack. Um, I think we know how this game is going to go. I think United are going to come out and look to be very defensive, very solid, and look to pick Liverpool off from the break. With, with, in fairness, quality players that they have up the top end of the pitch. Joe, um, what way do you see this going? Is this, we've said about a couple of teams this week, this is the perfect game for them. Is this the perfect game for Liverpool to just knock them cobwebs off for, or for the last four, four games and just go, listen, we're back. We're just going to, we've had enough of this shit. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, 
I'm sick all week, uh, or, or, or ever since Man United got well, since Man United got that result, or Burnley, or where it looked even prior to that. You know, if we get even a point against Burnley, we'll be top of the league and all this stuff. It's been doing my head in um, the rhetoric that's thrown out because they genuinely believe they're back and they genuinely believe Ollie's the the man and and great stuff. I think, I, I think it's uh, yeah, it's a bit. You can't say it's a false position, right? That's not right, but. And Oli Oke has got a little bit more respect now. But the six wins they've had, you know, against Sheffield United, West Ham, Leeds, um, who else is on there? Wolves, Villa, Burnley. Mm. Now, on paper, they should be beating all them teams anyway, you know. So they've not really played anyone of note. Maybe the the running's been a little bit favourable to them. And obviously, Liverpool are, are firing. Um, but I don't think they're all that. And I do fancy Liverpool. Look, whenever Liverpool this season, right? If you look at that Leicester game, where yeah. everyone was talking, this is the time. Sports. Yeah, and and Liverpool just came out and wiped the floor with Leicester. Spurs, like you've mentioned, they got a result. Um, and look, you're unbeaten in what sixty six games at home. Yeah, four years. Yeah, well, there you go. But be That's four years, and I think it'd be four years in April. April, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be so sickening for you if they were to break it. I mean, can you imagine? I'm not arsed who breaks it. Once, once um, it will end at some stage, and it will happen. But um, if it's them, yeah, you're sick. But yeah, like it's 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 one of those where I, I don't think it's season defining anyway. They're just they're just buzzing, aren't they, mate? Because it's first time they've been there since Fergie left. That's the they're all getting a little bit carried away with themselves. I think it's the first time in a very long time, especially at this stage of the season that they've been top of the league since Fergie left. Ollie's at the wheel and all that jazz. They're doing bits, but I think if they're being genuinely honest with themselves, they're not... I don't even see them being in a title race. I genuinely think it will be Liverpool and City, and I think City look the more favourable at this moment in time. We'll have to wait and see. But, um, yeah, I think I still fancy Liverpool and City to blast away. Maybe the points difference won't be as big as it once was, but it'll still be a difference. I think Man United will come in third. And, I, I, and I'm hoping, in my heart, like I, I want Liverpool to come out and do a Leicester-esque style performance and absolutely blitz them. Um, and and that's my thought process as well. I fancy Liverpool for a good win, a good win to, to shut them up and, and, and reconfirm, you know, superiority over, over that team. You know what I mean? Because it's... It's painful for them, isn't it? The fact that yeah. Liverpool are, uh, are, are as good as they are now. And I, I don't mind Liverpool and I hate them. So, come on, Liverpool. Yeah, um, that's why you're here, Joe. Um, yeah. Ultra 67 says, coming from a Manchester United fan, Liverpool will put in a masterclass performance. 3-1. He's not confident. I Rightly so. <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll keep me tossed the last, right? Because <laughs> I'll keep it the last. Paul, um... We go into this one and we have had issues around centre-back. We know what the issues are. We have had issues with scoring goals. I think that's fair to say. And a bit of a bit of variation to our attack. Um, most notably, I think, against West Brom, where it was just the same thing over and over again. I thought we created a chance at that Newcastle and it just didn't quite work. And away at Southampton, we get done by an early goal and we could have been playing for three days and we wouldn't have scored. It was one of those. Um, but is it the perfect game for Liverpool? Is it, the, is it one where... You get a boost off Matter Breton and the front three say enough's enough now. You know, uh, because I think the, the big thing, Paul, is if, if Matter comes back at centre half, it means you're getting Henderson, Thiago and Ronaldo in midfield. And I think that makes the absolute 
massive difference to one Trent and two the front three. I could be wrong. I could be talking absolute bollocks, but go on, tell me. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think the fact that we've had to play our two best central midfielders as centre-backs in recent weeks means that you have a complete decimation of work rate, creativity, consistency in the midfield area. And, you know, bless him, try as he might, Jordan Henderson is just not a centre-back. Even though he can do a job there, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just not, is not where he's meant to be. So this is, you know, it's a real knock-on effect. So I think the problems up front actually start at the back because mm-hmm. of the personnel problem. But in terms of looking at it from this game, I was just saying to Kieran before we came on live, I am really, I think this has just got absolute turgid, bore-fest, nil-nil written all over it. I think both of these teams are going to cancel each other out and it's going to be similar to the Manchester derby and it's going to be similar to when we played Man City where it's going to get to about an hour and we're going to look around and go, it's nil-nil. You happy with that? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, fine. And then the game will just fall off a cliff. I literally can see United turning up, as you said, trying to hit on the break. If Matip's back, we've got less or fewer defensive problems. If we're not firing up front, then it's got nil-nil written all over for me. Sorry to be a uh, you know a cynical type, but that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, that's, listen, that's perfectly okay. Um, Kieran, looking, as a man looking out in from the outside like Joe is, you know, you've seen you've seen Liverpool and don't get me wrong Liverpool are three points off the top of the table and people are telling you they're horrendous um, yeah. you have you have a Manchester United side that people don't believe are playing well and are top and I think they, they deserve a bit of credit for that because people keep saying to me oh well they're not even playing well and I'm kind of going well how many times have I seen people say well that's championship form that's champions winning form if you're not winning now I, I know there's a bit more context to it than that but yeah. when you look at this A do you see Manchester United in a title race and B what way do they approach this weekend? Um, with Liverpool the way they are, but it's still Anfield, it's still away from home, and it's still it's still the champions that are going to, to go and play. I think Man United are in a title race. I think the table doesn't lie. I think at the start of the season, five games in, the, the, the table can lie. You've got Everton who have won the league after four games that they were saying. <laughs> um, remember that. But uh, now we're at a point where the table doesn't lie. Now, they are getting a bit lucky here and there. Deflected goals, VAR decisions going for them, at both going forward and going back. I think Shaw should have been sent off. A few of the penalties here and there. So they, are being, they have been getting lucky, but that's just classic Man United. We shouldn't expect anything less than that. Fergie time goal, goals after the final whistle, things like this, you know. It's just classic. Um, but the way they'll approach this game is, like you said, defensively. I think they'll sit back. They'll see how you boys kind of come at them obviously for you having matted back would be a huge boost because let's be honest henderson at center back it just throws your whole midfield off mm-hmm. you need him in the middle really um and yeah i think you're, you're due a big performance you've had a lot of draws recently my best mate ben who i think you know he's yeah after the games he got he, he just goes missing you just don't hear from him because the liverpool fans just oh another draw what's going on I think your front three's not been in the best of form. I mean, they've scored a few goals, but what we're used to from Mane and Salah, we haven't really seen that much this season. Um, and Thiago on his, I think it's his Anfield debut, right? Yeah. So uh, hopefully he can have an absolute masterclass in the middle there, pull some strings. Um, 
and I think you will have a comfortable game. I don't think it will be a, a boring game. I think it will be good for the spectator. Um, I hope Liverpool win because I don't hate any team in the league more than Man United, well, Tottenham. But I just absolutely despise Man United. And I, uh, what would it be? Their 21st title? Can't yeah. be having that. Will it be Liverpool's 20th? Liverpool, Liverpool are the ones that need to help us, help the rest of the fans out in the Prem. Cannot be having them winning that. Yeah, it's surprising. Um, to, it's surprising to hear that because last season everyone wanted the team null and voided because everyone didn't yeah. want Liverpool winning the title. Um, Tommy Tommy C is just inquiring there: Do Liverpool give you United a guard of honour after they went up against <laughs> Burnley during the week? Um, I'll check that out for you. Um, I did see a brilliant video on Facebook earlier of a guy, a guy, a guy, a Northern Ireland guy, ringing Manchester United and asking them where the where the parade was. And the woman, God love her, was on the phone going, no, I don't think there is a parade. And he was like, no, 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 I'm at to come up from Belfast. And they've all the flags out and they're all going around in cars out the windows. And uh, me, we're wow. just here at the airport in Manchester. We just wanted to see what street it's starting on. The poor woman, it was six minutes long. It was out, outrageously good. Um, you need to send me that. I've not heard that, man. Oh, I'll, um, I'll find One of the lads stuck it in the WhatsApp. I'll, I'll WhatsApp it on to you. Um, for me, I'm trying to look at this league as fair as I possibly can. And... and I've said it. I think like like Manchester United are running at just over two points a game, right? Liverpool are running at just under two points a game. Man City are around bang on two points a game. That's Champions League. That's Champions League. Um, you know, Ray, if you get me, you know, seventy six points will probably get you into the Champions League most seasons. I think Manchester United are running at their rate. I think that's their rate. I think City are running about half a point a game under their rate, and I believe Liverpool are the same. That's my opinion. And I think all things being considered, um, I still make Liverpool favourites for the title. And the reason I do is because if Liverpool go to 18, 19 games and they were in three points late or a level or wherever it might be, I back them against anybody. And I include Man City in that and I include Manchester United in that. They've, for me, nobody is walking around with their two centre-halves gone for the season in October. Nobody. And usually they're not sitting on, uh, at the top of the table um, at the turn of the year. This one, for me, United, have they been playing well? No. Have they been getting decisions? Probably. But they're winning games. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day. The amount of points you put on the board every Saturday or every Sunday is all that matters. You know, you can you can have, if you have a bad month, you play four games, you come out with 10 points, you go, absolutely brilliant. Cause we're not going to get any worse than that. United, could they get better? Probably. Could Liverpool get better? Absolutely. And I think Liverpool have people coming back, um, that will help them in Thiago and Jota. Whereas United haven't really missed anyone for me, you know. That they've had a fairly settled squad and a fairly settled eleven, um, that they've been able to rotate and stuff like that. And still, at the end of the day, they're three points ahead of Liverpool. And fair play to them; they absolutely are. For me, on Sunday, you're going to see United go deep. They're going to look to shut off Liverpool. They're going to look to push Liverpool wide and make them cross. And then they're going to look to pick up second balls as they come out of the box. And they're going to look to get Bruno Fernandes on it. And they're going to get him to look for the likes of Rashford or Pogba if he plays off the left, wherever it might be. That's the way they're going to play. Their change might be Cavani after 60 um, for a Greenwood or wherever, depending on how the game's going. Liverpool... If Mata plays it's huge, and the reason it's huge for me is, is that it gets Henderson into midfield. Now people have asked me where would you play them. My opinion, I play Thiago as the deepest midfielder. I play Henderson on his natural 
right side of the tree simply because that frees up Trent and it frees up Salah and Trent has suffered in the last couple of weeks and Salah has suffered a little bit in the last couple of weeks and I genuinely think it's down to the fact that Jordan Henderson isn't in that midfield and I'm not saying he absolutely dictates their careers but he does so much work for Trent and he lets Salah away with so much to free him up and free both of them up it's huge for Liverpool so I would go Thiago deepest. Now, people would say, you know, get him further up the pitch and he influences stuff. And I get that. If you know you're torn up the way, they, I think they're going to turn up. Thiago's going to be Liverpool's deepest line mid- midfielder and he's going to be about 35 yards from Manchester United's goal. He can easily influence influence a game from there. I want to see Wijnaldum and, and Henderson absolutely suffocate United on every second ball. I want to see Robertson and Trent making, whether it be Pogba or Greenwood or whoever it might be, on each wing, walk, 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 walk to the point where they can't get out. And then I want to see the front three being freed up by this walk and this, this movement and this endeavour behind them to actually play their natural game where they interact and they play off each other. And if they do that, you know, you don't have a hope. And and I mean that, they don't have a hope. Because you can take Virgil van Dijk out of the side, it's a huge blow. Joe Gomez is a huge blow. But if we can protect their back four by suffocating them so high up the pitch, you've seen Spurs for 10 minutes in the second half. The start of the second half against Spurs, sorry, the end of the fourth half, I think it might have been, and Liverpool bounced off Spurs because they didn't let them out. They decided the best way to protect ourselves is to absolutely suffocate you. And every time you get it, we're going to hound you until we get it. And then we're going to go back at you harder and harder and harder. So for me, if I was Solskjaer, I'd come at Liverpool, believe it or not. But I don't think he will. I don't think he's brave enough. And if that happens and Liverpool walk, walk, walk with that midfield three, I think Liverpool win. And I think they win it three goals to one. Predictions, Joe. You muted, Joe. I am sorry, my bad. No three problem, nil, Liverpool. three nil three to Liverpool. Nil. Kieran, um, three nil Liverpool as well. Okay, it, um, <laughs> fucked here. Arsenal leads. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing it on done. purpose, love. Shouldn't have done this show, Daniel. I'll be asking for addresses <laughs> after this. Never mind, fucking Joe. Um, Paul. Nil nil. Nil nil. Okay. Oh. You've gone the other way. Um after that Gav, nine nil. Says says Kev <laughs> Kev, I could be completely wrong. I'm not I'm not the Oracle. I'm not an absolute expert on football. I've just had a big think about this and I just think it's huge, not only to have a centre back at centre back, but it's huge to what player that frees up in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to say uh, People that say Henderson deepest, I want to see him over on that right-hand side. I want to see Trent and Salah look and go, aha, he's back, and they just go and do what they do. Because I think they so do what they do when Henderson is there. And I, I just, I just, I really do. I, I just, I have a feeling in me. I, I think I think 3-1. Uh, Rajiv has nil-nil or 3-1 to Liverpool, edging towards nil-nil right now. Uh, Paul's put, Paul's got into his mind. He's absolutely got into his mind. Um, Avo's <laughs> going with Stefan Mack at 4-1 to Liverpool. Uh, there was a United fan in there, Ultra 67. He he believes Liverpool will win as well, but you never know. Uh, these games can go anyway and you, you just never know. Um, before we go, um, we need the viewers to do something for us. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pick a name at random. And uh, that person, if you're watching, you just shout at me a prediction for these titles that I give you. Okay. Uh, Stiff on Mac, I'm going to let you go for So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Coles has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. 
I got my kids summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Stefan Mack, I want the correct score for Sunday. I want the correct score from Stefan Mack, please. I'll write these down as we go, okay? Um, let me see. Mr. Slackala, who says, um, hit the like button. It takes milliseconds. Do it on your way in or your way out. That's absolutely fine. Uh, Mr. Slackala, I want to know if there will be a penalty, yes or no. Okay. Um, f- he's sticking for 4 1. Oh, that's a bet on. I wouldn't bet on this myself. Um, <laughs> I'm only messing. I'm only messing. Anything can happen, as I said. Um, Mr. Slack a lot needs to let me know if there'll be a penalty, yes or no. Um, I'm going to give all our guests a go as well. So, Joe, um, sending off, yes or no? No. No. Okay. Um, no for a sending off. I'm waiting. Mr. Slack a lot says two penalties. So that's a yes. Ooh. Okay. Um, Kieran, goal in the first half, yes or no? Uh, yes, from Liverpool. Quickly oh. on this though, while you're while you're doing this, what we yeah. do on ours every Man United game, penalty bingo. <laughs> what oh, minute yeah. are they gonna get a penalty? <laughs> okay. All right. I might try to do that. We might try um we won't give you a prize, we give away enough. Um yeah. but we we could do something, we could we could tell you you're great, or we could ring our man, tell her you you're great or something. We could do something like that. <laughs> um Paul, LFC corners, how many? Nine. Nine corners. Okay. Mr. Slackler. Dan Jay. Dan Jay. Um, I've seen his name there. He, um, away corners. Manchester United corners from Dan Jay. That's what I need off Dan Jay. And Ultra 67, in fairness to him, he says, um, Gav, I remember CFAX years ago before we started getting all these live matches on Sky, live match on the radio and CFAX flashing up the scores, the good old days. Yeah, page 302 on the BBC used to get you into all the football. Do you remember that? But Ultra 67, while you're there, do me a favour. Um, I have Dan Jay on away corners and I want you on Ultra 67. How many cards do Liverpool get? How many cards do Liverpool get? Um, so... Let me know Ultra 67 on that. He Ultra 67 is on the cards for the home team. And Nagev says, Migav, Migav. Yeah, you okay then. You can have the away amount of cards. Nagev, tell me the away amount of cards. Um, Dan Jay has gone for six away corners. So we're just waiting on home cards from Ultra. And we're waiting on away cards from Nagev. Um, you're laughing at something. One. 98th minute penalty for United retaken eight times. <laughs> there you go. From free world. There you go. Absolutely amazing stuff. Um, while, while we're waiting, um, we're still waiting on Ultra 67 to give us an answer. And we're waiting on Nageb to give us an answer. No, Nageb said, come on, tell, ask me, ask me. Um, so, come on, give us the I'm going to substitute you out. Oh, will Liverpool one yellow? Okay. Okay, obviously because Clattenburg opened his mouth, Liverpool are getting everything. And Nagev says four away cards, four away cards. Okay, yeah, before you go, I need to tell you the story about Edison Cavani, right? So, so I don't know how this come up, but one of our lads tagged Joe on the internet the other day, on Twitter, and said, and this is what he said to me, he went, <coughs> Joe, he's a dead ringer, right? It was Edison Cavani. Night Stalker, right? I watched the Night Stalker. I don't know if any of you have seen. Yeah, yeah. Night- I haven't, I haven't watched it yet, so don't no spoilers on what happens. Go on, tell me. No, yeah. So, so he he. Now I know that he looks like the Night Stalker, Edison Cavani. Yeah, yeah. He just, 
Yeah. But why? But why was this person tagging you? Were you talking to where mate Davo about this? Well, I put it on Twitter. I put it on Twitter. Watch the N- Night Stalker. Ah, like, okay. So Davo. So so so. So Davo, so Davo sends Joe. So Davo sends Joe a tweet with a picture of Edison Cavani, just saying, just saying, dead ringer, right? Hashtag dead ringer. And Joe, instead of coughing that he looked like the night stalker, said, "Who me?" Joe thought, <laughs> Joe thought that Davo was comparing Joe, as you can see him now in the flesh, to Edison Cavani. I swear, when I say when I say I nearly dropped the baby laughing, it was un fucking believable, right? And um. Then we just start messing with Joe. We start doing pictures of Eddie Cavani with Joe's head on it and all sorts and <laughs> loads of gifts. And we had loads of fun with it because, Joe, one thing you will learn and anyone that knows us will learn, um, give us an inch and we take miles and miles and miles. And it went on. But the only thing is, Joe was a brilliant sport and um, doesn't, doesn't get, get offended by anything. Avi's put it in the comments, Joe looks like Max Brannan and I've Max had that Brannan. <laughs> Max no, Brannan's EastEnders. Yeah, maybe so, maybe so. Cavani <laughs> is John Wicks as Stephen O'Connor. Um, fair enough. Um Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. I've I've listened if you, I don't know if you watched the Night Stalker. Um it's brilliant, man. I, I've li- I've li- I've listened to a couple of podcasts on him. Mental. Absolutely yeah. mental. Um let me see. Let me see. What's this? Gav, you would have done a Dan Bailey then last December. I don't know what that means, Rajiv. Um, but let me know what it means. Um, Ultra 67, just going back to the football, he says, I do think an early goal, a red card and a penalty too. Oh, uh, Cavani is Tarzan. That's a show. <laughs> That's a show. That's an absolute show. Um, uh, Cavani is Tarzan. That's amazing. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I don't know what Guys, Rajiv is talking about. Them four lads, man, on Twitter. Them four lads in that pose, man, outside that bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Everywhere. <laughs> it's got me in stitches, some of the pictures, man. Yeah, right. I, we, we, our, our WhatsApp group was a watch with them today of all, like, all being put on, the, all our lads' heads being put on top of it and stuff like that. But listen, listen, our WhatsApp group once took a picture of Saddam Hussein, right? Um, stood him in his, in his gear, right? You know, his green gear, right? Um, stuck a fucking LFC Day Troopers thing on his, on his green army stuff, right? Put, got a picture of me and aged me 50 years and stuck her on and then stuck her on the internet. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> the, the lads outside bars, like, and sticking their heads in, that's nothing. It's, you want to see it. Um, lad on the top right is off LFC TV. Are you off LFC TV, Paul? Well, if I, if my presenting chops are, are that good, oh, then I'll no, take that as a no, compliment. no, no, you do, you do look like him. The blind uh, fella off the LFC TV, you do. Yeah, I've, you do. I've had that. I've had Patrick Kilty, I've had Pep Linders, I've had all kinds. And yeah. I'm more handsome than a lot of them put together. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, but you're not more handsome than Joe, who's more handsome than Edison Cavani. So, <laughs> it's go. not hard, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I still don't know what Rajiv was on about, but... Um, Rajiv will sort it out because Rajiv throws mad curveballs at me one night, um, most nights. But listen, lads, it's been an absolute pleasure. Now in 27 minutes, we're taking the piss now at this stage. Um, like, so we better go, right? And I'm not taking any of the blame. I blame Joe because as I said at the start, this is Joe's show. I just host it. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, lads, before we go, um, I always let you do this. Joe, the all know, but where can we find you, Joe? Uh, I thought I was going to do my three scorers then. Um, oh, three scorers. Well done. Go on, dear three scorers. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go Bamford uh-huh. and oh shit I shouldn't have said this I've not thought of the third um, Bamford Salah and 
Vardy, Vardy, sorry. Nice one. I done this last week and I, I, I said the words Chef G. Kuki, um, <laughs> who, who played for about 14 clubs in England about 15 years ago. It was absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. Um, let me see, let me see. Kieran, give us three scores. Uh, Jack Harrison, nice. Okayo Saka, uh-huh. and Johan Batch. Okay, nice. Mm. Paul. Okay, I'm going to go Harry Kane, mm-hmm. Thomas Suchek, mm-hmm. and I'm also going to go for, uh, ooh, I think I'm going to go for uh, Gundogan. Are they in, all in your FPL team? Might be something to do with the fact that captain, though. Didn't go for De Bruyne. Just, yeah, well, yeah, doesn't hedge me bad to touch there. Like. We, we, have, we, have this, we have a fancy football league, and I forget about it, and then I go back to it and stuff like that. One of the lads even lost his login and everything he couldn't remember. <laughs> but, but Grizz says nothing, and then all of a sudden Grizz had a good beat. He was like, yeah, anyone check the um, fancy football oh, there? Yeah. You know? He's one and, of them. Like, and I was like, oh, you've clearly had a good week. Let us know what the scores are, will you? Um, um, but we just try to ignore him. Um, my three scorers, I'm going to go with Neto of Wolves. I'm going to go with... Oh, it's a fellow front back for West Ham. Antonio. And Antonio. Yeah. Is he back? Yeah. All right, I'll have him. I home to Burnley, and I'm not picking Liverpool team player because that puts a mockery on it. I'm going to go with that lad Smith Rowe of Arsenal. He's very good. Ooh. I like him. I like him. Um, so I'm going to go with him. Um, Matt Hayes says Kane, Son, and Kane again. Ah, come on, Matt. You can pick all our players. It's allowed. We won't tell you more on your own. You can pick all our players. Um, Foden, Kane, Matip says Free World. Um, who else is in there? Um, oh, Harvey Barnes, Bone, Manny. Someone's laughing now. What's going on? Someone said Harvey Barnes with an equaliser. You know, when that commentator was like, Harvey Barnes with an equaliser. Yeah, Harvey Barnes. Yeah, James Montague says, uh, or Montague, I don't know what way you like it, says, um, James, well, Harvey Barnes with an equaliser. <laughs> um, but yeah, listen, we could go on all night because genuinely our, our, um, our chat could. But listen, that's it. I have to go. Um, I have to plug on and play FIFA with Andy Young. And I told him I'd be there four minutes ago. Right, Paul, it's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, Paul, tell us about your new podcast. Yes, so if you're into electronic music and music production and Steve DJs Mac. and stuff... Steve on Mac, I love this. Uh, yeah, I basically, that's what I do for a living. I mean, not at the moment because of COVID and stuff, but, uh, you know, I work in music production. Uh, I've got a, an online education platform, which is called NYT, and we've just launched a podcast called Beyond the Studio. So first episode is uh, Bushwhacker from Leo and Bushwhacker. And uh, basically every week I'm going to be talking to in-depth sort of Joe Rogan style to the biggest DJs in the world. So check it out on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, on the YouTube as well. So you, yeah, you check say, it out. Nice one, nice one. Um, and listen, make sure people go and help Paul out because he helps us out every week. When you say Joe Rogan style, he's all smoking the, the gear and all. Is anyone no, <laughs> no, I'm, no, no, no. I'm far too healthy for all of that, but it will right. be like long. It could go anywhere. You know, there might be a magic mushroom or two consumed at some point. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um Dan Jay asks um, before we get to the lads, Gav, are you the person online Andy doesn't like? Um Andy Andy likes everyone. He's too he's super fan. Notions. Um he loves everyone. Um Joe, Leeds TV, it's all going well, isn't it? Yeah, it's going well, man. Uh, all Leeds TV. We're doing a live every night during this lockdown so we've got Still no haven't been invited. It, the reason being, mate, honestly, <laughs> don't man, you make me feel bad. <laughs> that's 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 the whole point. Go on, explain it. Yeah, yeah. What were you saying? 
Um, we've got a quiz actually. We've got a quiz this Sunday on Kahoot. We get it all on and get it all live and that. So if you've got no better to do, eight o'clock Sunday night, mm-hmm. come on over all Leeds TV. We'll have a quiz, and it's not just Leeds; it's general knowledge football, everything, man. Good stuff, good stuff. I'll see yeah. what I can do on Sunday night. Could be washing my hair, you never know. Uh, Kieran, um, rivalry aside, TV going well. Um, people need to go and subscribe to that channel too, don't they? Yeah, at rivalry aside TV on Twitter and rivalry aside TV on YouTube. Basically, me and two of my mates, uh, Liverpool fan, Arsenal fan, Spurs fan. Uh, so we basically do similar to this. We go through the predictions of each game and talk a lot of uh, S words. Um, mm. And it's a uh, it's a, a lot of fun, and I give yeah. him a lot of crap for not having won a trophy in I think four thousand seven hundred and eight days as yeah. of today. <laughs> but um, you never know; that could end twenty in the final now, Artie. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, but yeah but in the Manchester City Cup, so I don't fancy their chances. Yeah, <laughs> no, but there could be a COVID outbreak, and City played under twelves, so you never know. Um, don't, don't get too cocky, Kieran. But listen, no, uh, someone's asked there what rivalry aside TV is about. It's about football, but it's three lads supporting three different teams, and they go and they have great content. Go and subscribe to them. We will have um, Kieran or one of the other lads on again, um, because I, I have to hold them. Listen, you're more than welcome to come onto the show on a Friday or wherever it might be. Joe was an absolute another legend. Um, I'm only messing with him. He doesn't have to invite me on. I know. Listen, his, his friends probably don't like me, and he's probably trying to be nice. No, it's not. He said that that you'd gridlocked at ten o'clock. I'm, I I, yeah, because, listen, I have other stuff to be doing apart from talking to you and night. Okay. <laughs> ten o'clock. Uh, so, I was like, no yeah. regular room. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, I said nine. On, I did offer you nine. I offered you nine. Uh, <laughs> you need you, know I mean? you need your sleep. I, I woke up at two a.m. to come on this. It's hot. It's twenty to four in the morning for me. Yeah, there you go. Hey, where are you? Dubai. Oh really? Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you don't know Ireland should, or what? Should we? Should we? Um, <laughs> Should we keep him here for another hour? We just go, oh, listen, yeah, yeah, you know what? We do the midweek stuff as well while we're I'll here. I'll see the in a minute. <laughs> and and if, if Gav can't make it, mate, I'll fill in for him admirably, mate. So you, I'll, I'll come on anytime if it's a bit late for him. Like. Listen, come here. <laughs> come here, lads. Joe, we will sort something out, I promise. I can't probably do around nine o'clock. In all seriousness, I walk all day in the house. I have the kids till about seven. I try to get them to bed and all that sort of stuff. So nine is probably my limit. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I don't just do it 10 o'clock to annoy people. Genuinely, um, I do it because that's the only time I can. Unless you want me to sit the two kids on my lap while we do it, how do I drink Guinness with the two lads hanging out? Me, like it's, it's not happening. Um, but lads, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, we're off tomorrow. We're back on Sunday for the Fatback Four on Sunday night. Loads of stuff coming next week. Um, loads of great stuff in the week gone by. The Scout Report debuted last night and it was brilliant. Um, I enjoyed every single minute of it. If you get a chance, go back and look at that. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to look up all these people's channels as well um, and subscribe to them. And listen, the more content you can get in these times, the better. Um, it can get you through days. It really can because I'm climbing the walls and I have two kids hanging out me and I'm climbing the fucking walls so um <laughs> literally go and find all the content you can and and go and um, ignore your kids and listen to uh, joe listen to kieran <laughs> and listen to paul um and that's that's um uncle gal's recommendation for this week uh that's been it over and out to make america's craft wine you've got to make it like america bold ambitious unconventional crushing grapes like our forefathers crushed kings so grab a bottle of America's Craft Wine, like our Lodi Cab with bold berries and tart cherry, the Honest Red Blend with plums and blackberry, a juicy Zinfandel, or a smoky bourbon barrel aged. Pour it in a glass and go forth, because there's history in the making. The Federalist, America's Craft Wine. 
Federalist Vineyards, Rutherford, California. Enjoy responsibly. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Sports Social Podcast Network.